This is another edition of the Kaiju Transmissions Podcast. In case you don't know us, my name's Kyle Bird, and with me is uh, a co-host, because I can't do this by myself. <laughs> you probably could. Uh, this is Matt. Hey, uh, so, uh So, Matt, why don't you tell the lovely listeners what what we're doing today because it's um it's 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 atypical so uh this episode is basically i would consider this a growing up with godzilla episode and uh, we have a special guest with us mr uh, ben painter say hello ben how is everything going tonight guys good i think it's been a been a long uh long week the weather finally decided to go full summer on us i think so i've been out playing in the parks with my kiddo and i don't think bird goes outside much do you bird? no <laughs> you're talking about that earlier today no keep me inside bird, you, you definitely need to go out more man it helps trust me <laughs> we actually had our first, my little boy decided today we were going to have snowballs so we actually had those today for the first time what's guys, the, snowballs in summer am i missing something you have to explain that to, to the uh uh, I'm, uh, uh, I'm from the south, so yeah. So pardon my pardon the language. Sometimes we, we I forget that. Um, snowball is basically just crushed ice. Oh, snow cone. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Snow, snowball, snow cone, same. Um, well, today's episode. Well, a few I guess months back, we had a little fan contest, and like twelve of you entered, <laughs> uh, of which Benjamin <laughs> Ben Ben was one of them. Um, and we did a randomizer and we selected the winner and the whole idea was, Hey, give us a list of topics and, uh, we're going to talk about whatever you want to come on the show and talk about. So the majority of these topics were actually uh, brought by Ben and he sent us a nice little email with a write up on what he wanted to talk about and the randomizer, uh, selected him. So congrats, Ben. We're glad to have you on the show and Woo. looking forward to, to this recording. Well, you know, cause because we we had a we only had 12 something like 12 submissions which isn't a lot it's less than we were hoping for but you know what's <laughs> cool about that is that out of the people that listen those 12 that submitted you know that they're true fans so it's nice to have a true fan on here who who gets to uh to talk to us so thank you for submitting the email and uh, thank you for wanting to talk to us in general because no one else wants to talk to us apparently. Yeah, be our friend, Ben. <laughs> I, I, as soon as I heard about the contest, listening to the episode, I entered. I enjoyed it. You guys have been great. It's a blast listening to y'all every week. Like I said, first time I've ever been on a podcast, so I'm really been looking forward to it. My little boy wanted to come on, but I was like, you got to go to school in the morning, so. Go to sleep, and, I, and I'll let them know that you want to come on, and maybe one day they'll let you come on. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll, we'll tell, give him our best, you know, oh, tell him to, to, to behave himself, and uh, tell him we said hello. I will, do, I will do that. He will definitely appreciate that. But, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I have a, uh, a list of questions now. Um, so the idea behind this is these are kind of like rapid fire questions and I'm going to ask one and then Ben, you can answer as first as our guest of honor and then bird will go next and then I'll go and then we can have a discussion if it warrants it. 
And we have something like uh, 10 or 15 little questions here that we're going to kind of go through and uh, hope hope everybody enjoys it. And well, should we do you want to read the original email that? Uh... Yeah, I'm cool with that. Ben's cool with that. It's his email. Aaron, the dirty laundry. On, well, we, uh, we already read this. Podcast world. We read this before <laughs> when we did the when we announced the winner. Man, you know, I, I I can't remember like yesterday, let alone what we did two months ago or a month ago. I'm sorry, right? I'm sorry what were we talking about? I forgot completely. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Half the time, we don't know what we're doing. Uh, um, Bird, read the email. Okay, you don't have it pulled do up, do you? I don't. I have the list of my little question list. Should have known. All right. So the original email <laughs> with the topic: um, the early '90s. How'd you find out about the Heisei Godzilla? First time seeing the films. Um, who'd you get the films from, uh, and which way did you get them? First toy, favorite piece of art, books, things like that. Um, picking a monster, going over if you like, dislike. And, um, he said, I have a son who I'm introducing to the series. Um, who introduced it to you? And what's the most emotional you've gotten during the series? And then I guess Matt ele- apparently has narrowed this down and... Chopped it up, and I guess we're starting with a rat with rapid fire questions, right? That's Fire away. That is what's yeah. happening, right? Okay. <laughs> we're gonna do our best. All right. All right. Uh, first question is, what got you into Godzilla? And I'm gonna also add, what is your favorite and least favorite Godzilla film? So Ben, take it away. What got me into it was probably uh, my father. One day, he put on a film and we started watching and I was about four at the time and he was like, you're going to love this. And I'm like most four year olds, you worship your father. So he's like, whatever dad says, let's do. And of course, love dinosaurs. And five minutes into it, I'm staring at the screen eyes as big as saucers and just haven't stopped since. It's just one of those things that stuck with me since then. And you really can't describe that feeling to anyone the first time you actually see it because it's just so unreal with at that age. Talking to my talking to my son, talking to my brother at the same time, just like just having them watch it. And it's it's amazing. Now, as far as uh, my favorite film, um, that one is a bit tricky. Because you'd ha- I'd go different ways. I guess it really depends on the day. But if I had to pick one definite, it would probably be Return of Godzilla or Godzilla 84. Probably be my favorite. Least favorite? Uh, are we counting... Uh, 80, are we counting 98 as a film? or? Uh, I mean, I, I would count it, but I feel like that's everyone's least favorite, so if you want to <laughs> add a caveat as to, like, not counting that... <laughs> not, so we're not be? counting 98? Well, if we're not going to count 98, then um, probably uh, Godzilla's Revenge would probably be my least favorite. Okay. Just, I've never really liked that one. And I'm pretty sure fans know why. So, <laughs> poor little Ichiro has his uh, feelings hurt right about now. He's yeah. I, I mean, I understand the dislike for it because you you sit there and you're like, well, it's stock footage with the exception of you know 
of the little the little one, the kid, and Gabra. So, That's a I fair was, answer. I always felt Gabra should have been in the Lord of the Rings. He would have made a, he would have made an interesting orc for uh, Sauron to use. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not a bad idea. His uh, his like his roar is kind of unsettling to me. <laughs> I, I definitely agree with that. It, it sounds more like a, he sounds more like a, a a death moan than anything else. I find it's like I'm um, he's mo- he's like I'm slowly dying, but I can't figure out how to die. So I'm just gonna. <laughs> you just described Bird. <laughs> so Bird, uh, what got you into the big G? Do people say that like in real conversation? I don't think that happens. No, ever. but uh. <laughs> Well, between I, the fans, maybe, but not right, between, yeah, uh, not between normals. Um, I've told this story before. My my version of it is a little bit more complicated because I feel like my interest in Godzilla was something that was kind of built up to. Um, because when I was young, um, I mean, I was a dinosaur kid, probably like all of us, um. And, uh, well, first of all, my mom got me the Imperial Godzilla and King Kong figures. That was probably my first, like, real exposure to those characters. Um, but I hadn't seen a movie, um, and I was, you know, I had awareness of Godzilla as a thing, because just in pop culture, I mean, that was, that was the mid to late 80s, so Godzilla was still showing up in commercials, um, uh, and you know, um, video games. So, so I, you know, I knew of Godzilla and I was familiar with the concept. Um, I played Rampage, so, you know, I knew that there were these giant lizard and ape characters. Um, but it wasn't until, geez, probably 90, 91, maybe when I was probably about six. Um, New Year's Eve, my mom would always um, take us to rent a couple movies to watch, and I think we rented Edward Scissorhands, which was just coming out on video, and uh, oddly enough, it was my brother shows Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, so we watch Edward Scissorhands, and I'm like, oh, we're we're actually going to watch a Godzilla movie, I know what Godzilla is, cool. Um, I've told this story on an old, old episode, if it sounds familiar, but, um, so I think we watched, we watched Edward Scissorhands, and then after that, um, The Blob, the remake of The Blob, comes on TV, which... is awesome. Well, yeah, but, uh, it, this is probably, like, when it was first being shown on TV for the first time, and... It scared the hell out of me. Like, I was on in my mom's lap, like, peeking through my fingers at the finale of the blob. And I think, I don't know, we must have just been like, okay, we're going to go to the bathroom, make some more popcorn or whatever. But I was so terrified by the blob, it was like, okay, time for Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. And 
you know, I was not in the mood anymore to watch a monster movie. I was just like, I'm not. No. So I just, the whole movie is being watched and I just have my head in my mom's shoulders. And then probably somewhere in the last, the whole time my mom's like, Kyle, this is an old movie. These are just men in suits. Like this is, it's, it's, it's silly. It's fun. You'll like, just watch. And I was like, nope, nope, nope. And then it's probably sometime during the last battle, I opened my eyes and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Um, and then the the next year, this is, see, I told you, this is a longer version of the story than most people have. But then the next year, um, one of the neighborhood kids was in my second grade class and, you know, he started drawing Godzilla monsters and characters. And I was like, well, what's that? And he's like... Godzilla, I love Godzilla, and I was like, oh, I know Godzilla, I have and then, like, that spurred me to go and rent Godzilla vs. Gigan, which was the first one I watched from start to finish, was blown away, from that point forward, I would just, and to this day, I would just absorb Godzilla like a sponge. Um, and when we get into memories, you know, I have more stuff about growing up and discovering these movies, um... So, that's how uh, I got into Godzilla. It was like piece by piece. Um, my favorite movie is 54, um, since that uh, is the obvious answer, then um, my second favorite would probably be Godzilla vs. Mothra, the original. Uh, least favorite is 98, since that's the obvious answer. Uh, after that would be Space Godzilla. Sweet. Um, I mean, so for me, probably similar story to both of you. Uh, my dad showed me, well, I was obviously a dinosaur kid as well. I love dinosaurs, love paleontology, the idea of like digging for fossils. I used to go in my backyard and play with rocks and pretend they were dinosaur bones. Because of that, um, my dad showed me what he said was the biggest dinosaur movie of all. And that was the, uh, Godzilla 1985 and at after that point like I was essentially hooked and would get every toy and figure and uh, movie that I could get my hands on and my favorite Godzilla film is I have like a list of four that kind of rotate depending on how I feel at the moment so it's uh, 54 Terra Mecha Godzilla uh, Biolante and Monster Zero I would say right now, 54 is probably tops, but I go back and forth with that and, and uh, Monster Zero quite a bit. Least favorite, um, Space Godzilla, or on, what, 98 Space Godzilla, and probably the anime. I, the anime just really fell flat for me and bored me to tears, so I'm hoping the, the second part can uh, bring some redemption to it, but we'll see. Uh, so for our next question... Um, Let's talk about your, there's a list of four here. So your favorite director, uh, if, if you have a favorite character within the, the series, uh, favorite composer, and your favorite musical score. So director, character, composer, and score. As far as director, uh, it's Honda. I mean, you, 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 you can't really beat the master when it, when it comes to it. I feel like that's the only right answer. There really is no way to go over him. Um, as far as characters, uh, Mechagodzilla 2, Oki. I always just, the actor himself that played Oki, I found just every all his facial expressions, everything. 
I just I love that character. Um, composer and score. I really don't have an answer for that one uh, because I'm I really love the GMK score. It's one of those. It's it was probably it's the one soundtrack I actually bought. Just that, just that soundtrack. So it, it's that one, and uh, the composer, Hukabek. Uh, I mean, you, you you really can't go wrong as far as the original director Honda. He's my favorite director of all time. Um, character. Um, I mean, I, a lot of this uh, is just going to be fifty-four, like across the board. It's my favorite movie. So, um, I like Sarazawa, but I mean, if I'm going to go outside of that particular movie, um, I like Glenn in Monster Zero, probably yes. after that. Um, composer has to be a Fukube for me. Um, score, um, I would say 54 or the 64 Godzilla vs. Mothra. So, yeah, I'm, you know, Honda is, is my favorite director. Um, and character, I'm also going to go with Glenn. I love the banter between he and uh, Fuji, um, played by Akira Takarada. Those are probably my, my two favorite. Uh, composer, Fukube, but my caveat there, since that kind of feels like the, the normal answer. Um, man, I, I really love the Godzilla 84 score, like as a non-Fukube score. So, like, to me, that would be a score that I would put above. Like, Terra Mechagodzilla is probably my favorite score overall. But it's my a good score. The, uh, Terra Mechagodzilla, just the, everything about that score is fantastic. Also, the 84 score, I mean, whenever I got the Blu-ray for that, that was just being able to listen to the music on that one was incredible because all we had was uh, the 85 version with all the other music mixed into it for our next question. Um, so it's kind of a two parter. It's how did you find out about the, the Heisei Godzilla films? And also what do you remember the most about the nineties as it relates to, you know, monsters, Godzilla, Kaiju? Well, with the, the nineties, the the, the Heisei series, um, after 85, it was silent. You really didn't hear much, and then you, um, I remember the headline, the, the news article that ran on uh, Headline News, uh, with, about the anti-American. Yeah, that was a mm-hmm. CNN story, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, that, that was a big, that was a big thing, and, uh, they, people, the director even commented on it later, so. And I was like, they made another Godzilla film? And that was King Ghidorah, right? Yeah, that w- yeah it was. And uh, just with uh, the Godzilla sword crushing everyone on Lagos. So you're just, I was like, when is this coming out? And it, it was amazing. You, you see all that. And then goes radio silence. You, you, you don't really hear much. And um, going back to where I'm from, we don't, we don't really have, we didn't really have access to much. Uh, can any type of conventions or stuff like that, we didn't have access to. So we would spend, we always wonder what happened to this movie. When are we getting it here? And how we found out was um, me and my brother, we were at a books a million. 
and uh, they had a Fangoria magazine. Uh, y'all remember Fangoria? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Well, in, we were looking in it, and the cover had Godzilla versus Space Godzilla. Y'all, y'all favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I remember this issue a lot because, well, because of this, but also they also in that issue they also profiled um, the Fist of the North Star live action. Uh, movie with uh, Gary Daniels and uh, Crying Freeman live action film that, that that were being made at the time. So there was an overload. I was like, they're making these? I was like, that was amazing. I read the article, they talk, and then they start talking about, in the article, they talked about uh, Biolante. They talked about uh, all the other ones. The, uh, Megagodzilla 2, Mothra. And they were talking about Space Godzilla, and I was like, why have we not heard about this yet? And going through the back, there's, we're looking through the uh, classifieds part of the magazine, and in the, there's a send a dollar for a catalog to a company called Creature Feature Productions out of uh, Massachusetts. And I was like, you know, it's a dollar. So I send a dollar and they send me a catalog and it's it's bootlegs, but it's like he has the, he has everything. I even <laughs> stuff I I mean he had I mean he had destroy all monsters, smog monsters, stuff I hadn't seen yet. He even had uh, the gamma the start of the the nineties uh, gamma trilogy, and I was like, what are these? So um, I pick out. Uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, Godzilla versus Mothra, and uh, Destroy All Monsters. Those are the three I want. I uh, uh, cut some lawns, did chores, took my allowance, got a $45 money order, and sent it to him. Um, at this time, my dad had a mailbox. My parents were divorced. My dad had a mailbox. My mother had a mailbox. When my dad had gotten the money order, he put the money order in his name. But we were living with my mom and nothing came in. One weekend, we go out of town with dad and he brings us back Sunday night at 7.30, 8 o'clock. Now, we're in middle school at the time, so you got to go to bed early, of course. He drops us off and about 10 minutes later, he comes back and says, I was checking my mail and this was for you. And I look and I'm like, Oh, it's like it's like the it's like the sun had come down, and there there they were. These were uh, I'm assuming they had to be VHS at that point, yeah, right? The, the, these were VHS. They had uh, they were they were labeled, and I was like I was shaking uncontrollably. I was so just nuts. My uh, my mother says you got to go to bed, but I'm like Godzilla. She's like you have school in the morning, <laughs> but again Godzilla. She's like go to bed. I was like okay. So I go lay down. All the other lights in the house go out. That's the way to do my it. Bro- I, my brother's, my brother's, he, he's excited too. All the lights go out. I was like, I'm putting this movie on. I don't care what anybody says. So I get up. I put uh, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla on there. I put it on. And it was hands down one of the best experiences you, I've ever had as far as watching a film. And, uh, he, the gentleman, very nice, very nice man. 
Uh, we talked once or twice. He uh, proceeded to get a lot of business from me. Like I said, I, I don't know what happened to the gentleman, but uh, and but he uh, he did get a lot of money from me, and he was very very polite. And around this time, we found uh, HBO and Miramax released uh, by Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Atlanta. Let's save some of the yeah, what you remember saying. most about the '90s for a second. Bird, talk about how you found out about the Heisei films. Um, well, again, I'm I'm gonna retrace some territory that I've probably talked about on other episodes. Um, this is another one that uh, I I don't have an easy answer. A lot of people are like, well, uh, the Trendmasters toys, or, well, the 1998 movie, it, it got those released on VHS here. Um, I, with me, a lot of this came down to timing. Um, right place, right time, right everything. Um, so, uh, a little bit long-winded here, but with the Heisei movies... Well, well, like Ben, I, I noticed, like, some, you know, every now and then there would be, like, a newspaper clipping. Um, for example, um, the one I remember is, like, when they were starting to make the 93 Mechagodzilla, there was an article in the paper with a still from the movie that said, Godzilla's gonna die in this new movie, and, and obviously we know that didn't happen. I still have that newspaper clipping, by the way. My, my, my grandparents, bless their hearts would just save newspaper clippings and all anything Godzilla related that they would come across whether it was in the newspaper or a news clip or or whatever they would always um save it for me so um I don't remember hearing about the the King Ghidorah stuff when I was that young but um but yeah we're looking at 92 93 for me um now, how I actually learned that, like, these were movies that were just kept getting made, um, it kind of starts with my interest in to- Godzilla toys. I mean, obviously, as an elementary school kid um, in second grade, it's like, okay, I have the Imperial stuff, like, now what? <laughs> you know, that's it. Oh, I just yeah. figured that was it. I was like, okay, these are old movies. Whatever. Now, my friend, who was my best friend um, growing up, there's a really big comic store about 25, 30 minutes away called Time Travelers. They're still around. Um, he's like, yeah, like I've I've seen Godzilla toys. Like he's like I've seen like Mothra and Baragon, all these other monsters. They have them at this comic store and. I tell my mom, and she just she's like, "He's lying. Like that's not real. Like that that that's no. <laughs> they don't make these. Why would they make these?" Um, but uh, I he was like that. He says they got him at Time Travelers, and so I mean, bless her heart. She goes up to Time Travelers one day um, when I'm not around. Um, my birthday is coming up. There will be more on that later. Um, and she's like, hey, do you have Godzilla toys? And they're like, oh, we don't have anything now. But back then, before the internet and stuff, for collectibles and stuff like that, they would have, like, um, basically, like, you know, those little free, like, car dealership magazines you can get? Like, it, what, things like that that you could buy at um, hobby stores and stuff where dealers of, you know, whatever, collectibles, antiques, any, anything, you know, would place their ads. 
Yeah, like kind of like what Diamond does. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to put a pin in that because we're going to come back to that. Um, but she got her hands on a catalog, and then um, we're going to do a time jump to me getting the catalog. And in there are people that have movies. And so, I mean, at this point, I'd seen, like, as much as I can. Like I said, I mean, my my, like... When I was a kid, like, my grandpa would take me basically from, like, video store to video store it, it, anywhere to get any Godzilla movies, King Kong movies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, I could get my hands on. And the excitement there was, you know, you don't have all the magazines and books. So, like, the excitement was walking into a video store 20 minutes from home and finding a Godzilla movie you never knew existed. Like, that was an awesome feeling. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of going on a tangent here. Uh, I'll, I'll get back to that, but essentially, so I got my hands on this catalog and so like there were a few movies I knew of cause I had like the Ian Thorne book and it was like, I never saw destroy all monsters. What is that? And so like one of these movie dealers, they had like destroy all monsters and then like, it was like Godzilla versus Mothra 1992 plot description and evil Mothra. What? Huh? And so, um, uh, I don't remember the first dealers I orders I ordered those from, but uh, yeah, it was the bootleg market, and they were fan subbed uh, VHS tapes. Um, but I think the first I got, I think it was Godzilla vs Mothra, Godzilla vs King Ghidorah, and Destroy All Monsters. And then later on, um, uh, the first like real public G-Fest, then called G-Con. In 96, I went, and that the Video Daikaiju, who are still around, they were there, and they had Godzilla vs. Destroya subtitled. Yogg, Monster from Space, subtitled. Varan, the Unbelievable, subtitled. All the stuff that I never figured I would be able to see, because it's like, I can't go find these in video stores, but yeah, I grabbed them all. And then also, um... This place was only open for like a year, but there was a place called um, the Oversized Monster Cafe in Royal Oak, which is, I'm, I'm in the Detroit area, so it's about 10-15 minutes away, um, and they, it was like a coffee house, where in the back, in the coffee house part, they would show anime, Ultraman, Godzilla movies, etc., etc. In the front, they would have like books, uh, magazines, toys, so like, they would... They would always have, like, the new Godzilla, you know, information on the new Godzilla. Like, the guy that ran the place, before I ever saw it in uh, G-Fan or anything like that, he was, like, telling me about Godzilla vs. Destroyer. Um, but yeah, it all started with that catalog. And then, um, uh, and then on the toy front, you know, we built up, you know, um, customer relationships with several toy dealers. Jim Serinello at Video, or, I'm sorry, Club Daikaiju was the big one. And then in one of his uh, packages, like, he sent me, you know, I don't know, the Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla figures or something, whatever the movie was, there was a little thing for G-Fan. I was like, oh, there's a Godzilla magazine, and then that was my introduction to G-Fan, which, by the time I was getting G-Fans, I had full knowledge of all the Heisei movies. But, um, but yeah, I mean, from Mechagodzilla 93 onwards... Well, I guess because I I had had Mothra before that, so from Mothra '92 onwards, I was dis- I was learning about and watching the Heisei movies as they came out, which 
like I said, it's all it's all timing. If my best friend didn't say, "Hey, they make Japanese Godzilla toys," and this comic store has them, and if my mom didn't go, "Hey, where are the Godzilla toys?" and if they didn't tell her, "Hey, get this catalog," <laughs> I mean, that's how it all started. It was a big snowball effect from there. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's normally what happens. Is you, it just it's a little it's a little thing. Like we were going, to, like I said, I'm, I live in Louisiana. I have family in uh, northern Arkansas. We stopped at Books a Million to get a book to read, and we found the magazine. And like I said, you know, it's it's just little things like that that just get the ball rolling yeah. even more. But man, I remember those highs, like when you described getting that package, which I I, I think I still have a couple tapes from them, Creature Features. Um, but yeah, like there's that like you get them and you're like, oh my god, what one do I watch first? Like what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and. And when I, and when I was still going to conventions and didn't have didn't know um, like for example I I brought up Video Daikaiju and for a while they would be at like every convention and every year they would have new movies subtitled that the previous year they only had in Japanese so each, every convention I would come home with like like ten tapes. And it's like, okay, well, I guess I'm just gonna stay up and just watch all of these in a row, <laughs> <laughs> like that. <laughs> and yeah, and you're always oh. like, what do I watch first? And then, like, I would, I would just stay up. I was like, I don't care how tired I am. I'm going to make it through all of these. Yeah, we, I think we've all done that. Uh, <laughs> my my story's probably fairly similar. Um, so I found uh, one day. Well, actually. I found uh, Godzilla versus Biollante at a VHS store, Suncoast Video. That's now out of business, and they used to carry basically that. That was this place you would go to if you wanted to buy any sort of anime, anything. Um, and I think their VHS, like for that movie, was thirty bucks. Like I can't imagine dropping thirty bucks on like a Blu-ray at this point. I don't even do that. I remember um, when VHS tapes were like eighty bucks. Yeah, this was this was thirty, and I never seen it before, and I literally had a meltdown. I don't know how old I was, maybe like eight or nine, because it came out in, I think, 92 originally when it was released here. And um, I threw a fit and I shouldn't have done it. And I embarrassed my mom at the mall because I had a friend with me at the time. And I just remember thinking afterwards, like, I probably look like a total idiot and jackass when I behaved that way. But uh, eventually I was able to, to get the movie. Um, I watched it nonstop on repeat for, uh, you know, it felt like days and it totally blew me away. And then shortly after that, um, you know, well, I shouldn't say shortly, but flash forward to about the time of 98 when the, you know, uh, tri Sony TriStar or whatever released their movie, um, <clears throat> found the Trim Masters figures and I saw a bunch of monsters I had never seen before. And then I had all the cards and then eventually I stumbled in my local comic store and I found G-Fan. So I didn't actually see any of the Heisei stuff until it got an official release but I did keep up with all the Millennium things. Millennium You're such film. a noob. I know, right? And then, uh, because of the internet, I was like checking Godzilla.com every day and seeing like their official updates, which Godzilla.com at, at that point was actually run by uh, TriStar because they had the rights to the Godzilla film. Yeah. But I remember on, that, on, the, on, on the TriStar Godzilla site, like you could go to a link where like it would take you, like you could look, there was a page for like each other Godzilla movie. Yep, exactly. And they had like the you know the, the synopsis, and I got the terrible uh, Robert Marrero Godzilla King of Movie Monsters books that had like 
just tons of bad information and like you know poor titles one being godzilla versus queen mothra and all kinds of crazy stuff um so eventually you know towards it got released in like you know 99 2000 whatever it was i got all those on vhs and that was kind of all she wrote i do want to spend a minute just talking about the 90s in general because like all of us probably have stories about the 90s um not the 90s for the for the uninitiated like i mean for us i i don't think i got dial up until you know nine like around the same time the tristar movie came same out here, and that's yeah. when i discovered like monster yeah. zero forums that's that's the site that i followed from that point onward to in keep fact, up with the, the tristar movie is probably the first movie where like i tracked the production online yeah i i still have the uh the, uh, the entertainment weekly did a huge like eight page spread on that film and i i think i still have that actually but the 90s were a weird time because you don't have reliable information you're buying these films from typically gray market vendors if you're getting them at all and like you guys i had this thing where um when G- gmk came out so i i purchased uh gamera uh two and gamera three uh rebirth of mothra three and gmk and I just remember, like, I made the mistake of watching the Gamma movies first, and those are the best of the bunch. So when I finally got to GMK, even though it was really good, I also had gotten uh, Mega Gearus, and uh, I watched Mega Gearus, and that was kind of a letdown, and then GMK was better. But, like, there was that feeling of euphoria initially, and then kind of a letdown because of how good the Gamma films were. And I kept thinking to myself, man, it really sucks that Gamma one-upped Godzilla on his own turf. Yeah, I, I pulled a marathon that night and watched all the movies in one sitting. I just like basically barricaded myself downstairs and took over the TV and the VCR. VCR, there's a thing people don't use anymore. VCR, you youngins, get off my lawn. But uh, you sit there, I mean, that's uh, it's nice when you're able to do that, like watching Gamera 1 uh, Legion and then uh, Iris. You, you're able to sit there and watch all three of them. Like, um, it's like you, you, you see the progression, and that is incredible. You got Guardian of the Universe, then you got uh, Legion. And Legion, is for, when I first watched Legion, I was just, I didn't know how to think. I was, I was sitting there, and after I watched it, I was like, that was not what I was expecting. The effects were, the effects were incredible. It just, there was just so much more to it. And that, that was one of the first movies I actually sat down and watched with more than once to to actually get everything that was there and th- that's when i was like this this is different from everything else i've seen do you guys so, uh do you, do you guys remember kind of staying with the theme of the 90s you guys remember the godzilla uh toy commercials that yeah. used to take for like godzilla island or whatever it was the, tr- oh, the uh, trend masters ones yeah yeah uh, the first I, I think the first one was like uh it was like a, a kid babysitter. being... Yeah, the, the kid and the babysitter, right? Yeah. <laughs> the babysitter's like, it's time to go to sleep, dweebs. It's like... Yeah. And, uh, and th- this will come into play later, but, you know, like, with getting your kids into it, you know, YouTube is such an amazing thing right now because you can see all of that back to back to back. I mean, I've seen those commercials now more than I did whenever I was a kid. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, he, he's, he's seven, and he'll put that on repeat 
and just be like, okay, we've seen this one before, but he's like, daddy, it's so cool. And I'm just like, okay, buddy, just let's just watch it again. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I have, uh, there's a lot of fond memories of the 90s. I mean, uh, like getting, it sounds gonna kind of hipster, but getting to see the Heisei movies as they were coming out and like, you know, I, just being like, you know, I don't know, it, it felt kind of special knowing that I was watching these movies that hadn't been released here. Um, of course, the marketing for the 98 movie was incredible. Um, uh, like, the whole lead-up to that, seeing the the trailer in front of Men in Black was amazing. The movie, not so much, but just that the environment that that movie built was incredible. Um, I really liked the cartoon I mean- series from that movie as much as i dislike that film um uh, i mean i remember coming home from school and hannah barbera godzilla would be on uh, cartoon network tnt monster vision would run godzilla marathons kong marathons sci-fi channel would do all day godzilla gamera marathons mystery science theater i would see godzilla and gamera um i mean for as as much as we're talking about like yeah it was a lot less it was a lot harder to find information i feel like the godzilla in the 90s was always kind of around even before the 98 movie in some way um like i had the nintendo games the super nintendo game like um uh, you mean you had the walking you had the walking simulator (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Super Godzilla. <laughs> That's exactly what that is. I had the Imperial uh, Godzilla bubble blower. Like, uh, I Dude, mean, that, that that thing is uh, uh, that is a lost piece of something. I don't. <laughs> but but the big thing in the '90s was like getting the new G fan. I mean, G yeah, fan now. A- I mean, every now and then there's a really good issue, but they kind of struggle because everything's on the internet. So unless they have like a really good interview or something like it's just kind of like fluff but back then it was like these really dense articles about you know stuff that you wouldn't you wouldn't read anywhere um books i mean i i had the random house stuff but also like when i was in like fifth grade i was reading like Stuart galbraith's japanese science fiction fantasy and horror films um Mm -hmm. like i mean and that that was like the 90s was actually pretty incredible i i had the godzilla versus charles barkley poster and comic book <laughs> <laughs> i mean do you guys remember the gamera dark horse comics at all did you ever read those yeah, yeah i have I had one those. issue of that i have one issue of that <laughs> i found it at a comic book shop in new orleans and i was like Gamera. i saw gamma guardian i was like wait a second i know what this is picked it up and bought it i was like it's a it's a very interesting series. I've read I've read the rest of them online, so it's a very interesting series. I like what they did with it, mm-hmm. but it yeah I, th- th- well yeah that's another thing about the nineties. There was the Dark Horse Godzilla comics. Like there was a lot of stuff going on. Um, and Godzilla I, Compendium came out in ninety eight. Yeah, well, well yeah, and that was through Random House also. I mean the the Godzilla was like I don't know. I just feel it, like back back then. TV channels used to play not only Godzilla movies, but like old Universal stuff, Kung Fu movies. Like, Dude, where's know? Monster Vision? Somebody bring back freaking Monster Vision. I miss it. <laughs> uh, Joe Bob my, Briggs. Joe Bob Briggs. My brother, my brother Lane, loves Joe Bob Briggs. Oh yeah, Joe Bob's awesome. With, Joe Bob is one of those people that just bring him back. You put him in front of any movie, I'll, I'd watch it. Just, just I go in a movie. 
if he'd show up, put him in front of the Avengers, let him spoil the entire film and be like, <laughs> like you know, that, that people would be like, why'd he spoil it? It's like, that's the point. Yeah. So but, have, but, uh, have, his, have his countdowns. I love those. Oh, yeah. Those are always great. Um, and the one, the one thing with the 90s was, you know, the, everything was, we had, we had access to stuff, but it was right below the surface. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you didn't have all the, you didn't have everything. And around 97, 98, when the Treadmasters toys started to hit the shelves and you started getting everything, you had uh, the young adult novels by Mark. He wrote all, all those novels in. I'm still hoping one day we can get a digital file of the uh, Lost Continent because I really want to find out what his. <laughs> I, dude, I, you have no idea how much that has gone through my mind. I always wanted to know what the conclusion of that series was going to be. Now I know that Toho Kingdom did an interview with him. Yeah. Yeah. Very. I, I like the interview. He said that, if I remember correctly, that the mystery monster was a new creation, which is. Which makes me like, why are you telling me this when I'm never going to get to know? It's like, <laughs> don't, don't, don't do this to me. And then, you know, uh, JD uh, Lee's with uh, G-Fan, I mean, and all the people that were involved with G-Fan. I'm not just giving him credit, but the people that were involved with G-Fan, keeping, all of, keeping the flame alive and just keep going, going, and going. And uh, that, that was, he, he's one, especially his book. I really love that one. The uh, the artwork in that with the uh, the size comparison and the uh, the bios on each monster that that yeah, that, that was that was uh, by Art Adams I think the yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and that whole thing is just like you, you're sitting there you're just like this is the greatest thing ever this is the greatest thing ever and then uh, the series ends and the book ends and then after they make the uh, Millennia series they uh, come back and do uh, they print. He does issues with uh, those, like for his companion. So you really can't beat that. Sorry if I misspoke, said that word wrong. <laughs> oh, the compendium. Now you're good, man. But what were you saying? You were you were bringing something up, I think. Oh no, I was just gonna say another thing is. Um, I mean, now it's easier to find stuff with the internet, but back then these movies were really, really were in pretty at least seasonal rotation on TV. Usually TNT, Monster Vision, or Sci-Fi Channel. Um, And, like, it seemed like they would just have any excuse to run a Godzilla marathon. I remember when the Olympics were going on one year, it was, like, for no real reason, they were like, here's a Godzilla movie every day of the week. Like, it's not really, like... I don't know. that. I just don't feel it. Movies that old or... Like, don't even show up on TV anymore, unless it's on TCM. Yeah, you're right about that. And I I remember, too, like, uh, my first time seeing uh, Terra Mecha Godzilla was on TNT's, like, President's Day Marathon or whatever. Well, I mean, I I still have a few of these. Because, like, there were some movies that I would know about that I couldn't find any video stores. So, like, my original first... The first copies I ever owned, in other words... um, of Godzilla's Revenge, uh, Mighty Joe Young, Son of Kong, um, uh, King Kong Escapes. That was all taped off TV. King Kong Escapes especially, that never really got a VHS release here. So Sci-Fi Channel ran it, and my my uh, grandpa saw it in the listings, and I, he was like, do you want me to tape this for you? I was like, 
yes <laughs> you know remember yeah they used to get <laughs> i can't it's hilarious to think about you used to get a mailer with like the listings for the month for television stations. well yeah we used that to get tv guide and yeah. i'm sure and i mean every tv guide we got I, we if it wasn't me it was always my 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 grandparents like keeping an eye out for me just going through it, circling anything. Your you grandparents know. were doing the, the Lord's work, man. They were. <laughs> oh, I know. Bless, bless their hearts. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll get into more of that later because I, I have a lot of very sentimental thoughts on that. But I was gonna, I was gonna ask or mention something now. Like, I'm all thinking about how awesome your grandparents were. Parents are great, man, because they're the ones that like allow you to watch this stuff. Well, they're the keepers. They're the keepers. They're the ones that you know. Like, like we all said, our fathers are the ones that that lead us. That were the ones that led us to it. And you know, I'm I'm a father. I led my son to it. And the way the way he's going, if he ever ha- if he has a, if he has a kid, he'll probably leave that. He'll lead his kid into it. So. Well, it's interesting. Out of the three of us, I'm the only one that didn't get into this via a parent. But like, I mean, my mom was my mom. My grandparents were always supportive. Like when I was eleven, in G fan, it was like, hey, the first ever fan gathering of Godzilla fans. It was G Con then ninety six in Chicago. I'm like, mom, can I? Can we go? Can we go? Can we go? Can we go? And she said yes, and she took me and my brother, who couldn't have cared less, but she took us to Chicago. And I mean, like. Now that I'm an adult, I'm wondering, like, okay, I'm my mother, and my 11-year-old is, wants me to go to Chicago for a Godzilla fan gathering? <laughs> I must have sounded crazy. <laughs> well, especially, like, when, when cons weren't, like, as big or, or as well known as they are now because of social media, like... Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, being, but uh... no, she took us. We we had a good time. Nakajima and Satsuma were there. She thought they were great. I mean, but uh. I don't know. Like, I don't know what I would do in that position. <laughs> Be like, do well, I, I have we, to? <laughs> like, we've gone to. We take my son to a bunch of cons because he'll see an actor he wants to meet or something like that, and he he's had a blast. Uh, to, just to get off subject, you know, he's a big Power Rangers fan right now. And like most kids his age, his favorite Power Ranger is uh, Tommy, Jason David Frank. And uh, he's met him uh, three times. So I have given Jason David Frank plenty of my time, plenty of my money. <laughs> so it, it's, uh, and he is a very nice guy. We've never had any problems with him. My son loves him. He, um, as a matter of fact, and like I said, I'm getting off on a little tangent, but it's one, it's a it's a true story. Um, my son wanted to get another autographed picture from him, and I was like, "Dude, we already have five. And he was like, "But I want another." I was like, "No," because uh, we had gone to one where Matt Frank had gone to a convention there too, and we had gotten a bunch of his uh, Tommy stuff. And he's Jason David Frank signed all of it to my son. We also got Matt to sign it too. So he has two prints of, J- of Matt Frank's artwork with his signature and Jason David Frank's. But uh, I told him, no, we're not getting a signature. He's like, well, can I write him a letter? And I was like, sure, go ahead. And he wrote him a letter and he drew him a picture. And 
we were walking away and he asked us to wait a second. He reached over the other table and he grabbed a pen and paint. He grabbed one of his pictures and said, signed it. Thank to my son said to John. Thank you for the picture. Tommy JDF. And I was like blown away completely by that. My son was brought to tears. Yeah. It's gotta be a cool feeling when you see your kid, like impacted that way. Oh yeah. It's one of those things. It's like, you know, and like I said, I didn't mean to get off on a tangent about it, but, it, it, the the conven- conventions can be good, they can be bad, but it's... <laughs> they can have B.O. <laughs> oh, <spend> some of that. <laughs> I always want to put up a sign, please take a shower before you come in. But. Yeah, that's some of that. Um, not the B.O. thing, but, but your story there is actually kind of a good segue into the next question. Um, what are some of your you know favorite toys, pieces of uh, art, uh, you know comics, books? What would be your most treasured... Uh, Godzilla or Toku or whatever um, item. My most treasured item, uh, David. I have a two editions of David Collette's Critical History. Yep. Of Toho, I have the first and second edition. Um, the second edition I brought to um, Dallas Fan Expo in two thousand fifteen in May of two thousand fifteen. Uh, Matt Frank was there. Kojima was there. Uh, and I'm sorry, but the names I'm horrible with names. Uh, Ken Satsuma was there, the Heisei Godzilla. Yep. And um, the gentleman I don't want to even Kitagawa played the Millennium Godzilla. Yep. I think that's his name. Yep. They Tom were Kim. all that. They were all there. They all signed uh, that book. Um. Uh, Kitagawa actually drew a picture of Godzilla 2000 in the book, so that is one of my most treasured. I still have my original Imperial 85 figure. The uh, Critical History one is probably the one that I value the most, but I mean, as far as other things, like I said, I have a picture drawn by uh, Shinji uh, Nishikawa. That yeah, Nishikawa. Thank you. Yep. Of uh, he he drew Godzilla seventy five and ty, uh, Titanosaurus. Yeah, his side, work's side, awesome. Side, side by side, so I have that framed in my in my in my house. Uh, figure wise, like I said, the uh, eighty five Imperial and a I have two miniature uh, Mecha Godzilla two and uh, all three mini figures of Super X one two and three. So my first toys, uh, my first toys pre seeing a Godzilla movie, um, were the Imperial, uh, several of the Imperial things. So I had um, the Imperial, the small Imperial Godzilla, the small Imperial Kong, and then the Godzilla Bubble Blower, and then I got a whole bunch of the, I think I guess it would be considered the second wave of Bandai figures, which. That's going to, again, put a pin in that, cliffhanger, come back to that, because that'll be later. Um, So those are my first toys. Um, uh, As far as art goes, when I was was a kid, I mean, we're pretty much talking nostalgic stuff, it was always the G-Fan Chris Scalf covers and the Arthur Adams stuff. Books... um, uh, the two, I think it was Hobby Japan, pictorial book of Godzilla's are still my favorite kaiju books. 
They're just wonderful. They show off the suits from the original from '54 through Destroya of Toho Monsters from like every conceivable angle, concept art. They're wonderful. English language stuff. Um, uh, I grew up reading Ed Godzicheski's Encyclopedia of Godzilla, Rifles, um, Japan's Favorite Monstar, Galbraith's uh, Japanese Science Fiction Fantasy and Horror Films, and uh, Monsters Are Attacking Tokyo. Those were like the big four books for me, and still to this day are probably the best, um, in addition to the recent Honda uh, biography. Um, and uh, Ragone Subaraya book, uh, like though that's English language books. You can't get better than that handful. Um, comics, uh, you know, even when I was younger, the Godzilla comics were more just fun to collect and read as they were coming out than I ever really thought they were good. I, my favorite, due to its sheer weirdness, is probably the black and white Dark Horse Godzilla special. Um, drawn by Stephen Bissett. It just had a really nasty, grim, like, uh, vibe to it that's missing from any other Godzilla comic. And then in the back, there was, like, a letters section where they talked about, um, uh, like, other Toho movies. Um, and that and the Godzilla color special. Those are probably my two favorites. Um, the ID- recent stuff, I think, the IDW Legends one-shots, uh, I liked those a lot. I haven't read all of the IDW stuff. And Godzilla in Hell, I think, is awesome just because it's so... Thing. It's the thing, it, I, it's, <laughs> it's such a bizarre book, but I love the Godzilla bo- in body. Hell. It's, it's just... It's probably the most original, like, thing that they've done with Godzilla in comics. Most treasured items... Honestly, it's all personal sentimental stuff. Um, don't tell anyone, but when I used to rent Godzilla tapes, uh, my grandpa would dub them. <laughs> so uh, that's essentially copying it. It was uh, yeah. not, not legal. Um, Very but, much not yeah. legal. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I still have some of those tapes, and it's like I don't watch them, but I mean, I mean he, my grandparents have passed on. So I, I have them. I played them over and over as a kid, and it has their handwriting on them. Um, uh, I've talked about this before on the show, maybe once, but Matt knows. I mean, just one of the other things that they did, I remember, because I was always checking out the Ian Thorne Godzilla book, constantly. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, one day I came home from school, and my grandparents were like, hey, we have a surprise for you, and they had photocopied and laminated the entire book for me. I still have it. Not the, I mean, as an adult who you know, now it, it knows more about these movies, not the best book, but I mean, I still have that. I remember checking out that book. Like you, I checked that book out constantly in school. And then my other thing is I have um, a photo that was taken um, in 96 when I met Nakajima when I was 11. And um, when he came back to G-Fest in 2008, when I was 23, um, I brought that photo 
of me and him and Satsuma's there too, but he wasn't he did he wasn't at G Fest in, in two thousand eight. And I had him sign that photo of me and him and that's on my wall. Um so that is another that that uh the photocopied book from my grandparents and the Nakajima photo are my most treasured items. Bird, that is uh your your Ian Thorne laminate story is probably my favorite story that you've ever told on the show. I, I <laughs> just like <laughs> uh man, it's it's something when you have kids like or you you know, you you have family that care for you in that way. I just think it's a really awesome thing. Um so anyway, for me, uh, first toys, I had the Imperial Godzilla 85. I had the 12-inch version of it. I still have it. So it's probably, it, it is actually one of my most treasured uh, Godzilla anythings, even though, you know, it's one of those figures that, like, you can still find for 20 bucks if you look hard enough. Uh, mine has a crack on the in, in the fin, and it just kind of signifies that, like, hey, this is, this is mine. I remember that because it's a figure my mom got me, and... Um, Favorite piece of art. Um, I also have some Nishikawa art uh, that I got from him at Fandom Fest a couple years ago, and he drew. Uh, this was when um, they had four God. They had uh, Nakajima. They had uh, Satsuma Kitagawa. Um, they also had Yoshida, who played Godzilla and Jima K, and the original Ultraman. Um, Nishikawa drew the, the head of each one of them, and they all signed it. So I have that out hanging on my wall. That's probably my most valued Godzilla anything just because of the signatures. For nostalgic value, I would say the Imperial Godzilla 85 is actually my favorite thing. Um, book, I have tons of Godzilla books now, uh, mostly pictorial books. And the, uh, the um, Nakajima book is the, the, pictor- the picture book that came out a couple years back. That's an incredible book. Um, I was lucky enough to have him sign it, so that means a lot to me. And as far as comics go, um, I haven't always kept up with the recent IDW stuff, um, but I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Dark Horse run. I think it's really fun. They tried to do some you know unique things with it. Didn't always succeed, but I, I really like that particular run of comics, so that's probably what I would uh, go for as far as comics go. Your favorite uh, one is the Godzilla vs. Barkley one, right? <laughs> uh no, actually, I like the one with the uh, the aliens that in, there's like these aliens that invade and like there's and they're like one the fourth hunters. the size of Godzilla. The hunters. Like, yeah, the hunters. that that that's the best. That's probably my favorite. It, it's a goofy story, but it it's a lot of fun. Um, and Bob Eggleton's work on a lot of those covers are is is just incredible, especially Godzilla Zero. That's that's an incredible piece of work. Uh, but I like I said, my, <clears throat> go ahead. No, you're good, I man. Have, uh, both of the Dark Horse collect 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 collected editions of both of both volumes, so I have that. That is a a good read just to sit down on on an afternoon and just go through that. Going back to uh, picture books, uh, do either of you have the Toho special effects all all kaiju illustrated? Yeah, that's yeah. I, they they put out that one, and they also put out the. Uh, the Superaya one as well, which is actually even larger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. so all uh, those are dense. <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, they uh, you could spend hours just looking, just looking at the pictures of that one, and uh, the big book of Japanese monsters. Uh, John Lemay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we we uh, had him on the show. Yeah, John. Yeah, that that was a great episode. Uh, the Lost Films was was the first one I've read of his books I've read I read 
and then I proceeded to read the uh, other ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, no, uh, Lost Lost Films is that's a really good book too. I really like yeah. that one. Now, uh, go as far as TV goes. Um, both of you know Attack of the Super Monsters, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, it was the. This is how bad I get with it. Um, the TV show that it was cut from, Dinosaur War Eisenberg. Hmm, excuse me. Eisenberg is one of probably my favorite TV series. I've seen um, up to the episodes where the, before they become uh, the giant, the giant version of it, Eisenberg. Y'all have seen the C Have y'all seen the TV series? I've just seen the movie. I've seen okay. the supercut movie that is readily available for anybody that has a computer, basically. Well, I ha I have the DVD of it, but um, in the TV in the in the show itself, it's got to be, be it's better than the movie, right? It's got to be. It, it it's it has its moments like all of them do. Yeah, yeah. But in the show itself, they actually become a Ultraman type character. So you, it actually goes to where they grow into a larger, a larger version of the two twins combined, and they proceed to fight the the, the, the super monsters that way. Huh. The um, the ship itself becomes their the, the central part of their headpiece, and I, I really enjoy that show. Um, there's a part where uh, the Emperor Tyrannus character actually starts dancing. It's hilarious. You can look that up on YouTube. <laughs> if you can find it, it's hilarious. Um, and that whole series was actually a part of a called a, a di the Dinosaur Trilogy. There were actually three different uh, dinosaur-based shows. One with stop-motion puppets called Dinosaur Expedition Born. Free, then uh, Dinosaur War Eisenborg, and then Dinosaur Corps uh, Poseidon, I think is how you pronounce it. But uh, that that's probably my favorite end of... Um, I prefer... Uh, I'm going to be a purist, but uh, the Sentai, I mean, you can't really go wrong with the Sentai. Uh, Man, give me, give me some, some terrible... 1992 or 93, whatever that was. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Do you have a favorite uh, Sentai series? O-Ranger. Okay. I prefer O-Ranger. Uh, I, I just, I like that series. I've seen... Uh, I've only seen Zoo-Ranger. Zoo-Ranger, I, I enjoy Zoo-Ranger. Um, it, it is very enjoyable. Um, it is very different from uh, Power Rangers as yes. it has to be. Yes, it is. Um, the... And I've read up on O-Ranger. It starts off very seriously, but it gets funnier to, to some parts. Because apparently why they were making the series, they had that cyanide attack in Tokyo. So they decided not to make it as serious. At least that's what I've been told by some people. The series was supposed to be a lot more serious. But when the uh, they had a suicide cult, I think it was. Like I said, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. I apologize. But, uh, and then they decide not to go as serious with it. Yeah, that makes sense. I know there's been plenty of stuff like with 9-11 here. They're like, uh, movies that were edited after the fact. 
Well, yeah, the the Spider Man uh, teaser. Yeah, yeah. Had uh, had the web between uh, the World Trade Center top. So that brings us up to uh, our next question, and we're kind of getting into the the tail end of the show and some of the more deep cuts. Um, so we're going to talk about what is your favorite Godzilla memory. Um, I'm sure each of us probably have ten. So let's try to keep it down to maybe like two or three. Now, as far as memories, like the movie, movies, toys, family conventions, you know, pick whatever. Um, of course, getting to meet. Uh, I'm gonna do three. Uh, meeting to meet uh, Nakajima. That was incredible. I mean, you 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 meet a you meet someone that you've admired for years, and uh, it's just one of those things. Now, as far as the movie goes, um, there there's. My favorite scene in the entire series is from Terror of Mechagodzilla when his fir- Godzilla's first appearance. It has Titanosaurus destroying the city, and then it cuts to the city line, and you just see him. Sh- you see Godzilla's head come up above the building, cut to Titanosaurus getting blast, blasted, and it's it's one- and then the lightning and the lightning in the background. And he reveals himself. It's one of those. It's just if if I was to think of a way to introduce him, that would be the way to introduce him to, to some people. It's like that would be the way I would do it because the simple fact is like you know it, it's expected, but it's also just it's it's hand the way it's shot, the way it's lit, and everything. It's just done really well. And uh, going back to what you said about having a son, you know, the scene where after they've uh, that roasted Kamunga in uh, Son of Godzilla, and he goes. I mean, the scene is he 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 eventually he leaves the little one behind, but he ends up coming back, and they start to freeze over. That 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 scene is very uh, is is one of my favorites. Just him grabbing his, and of course, and I know people are gonna say well, they talk about their kids too much. I'm sorry to tell you. That's what happens when you have kids. You talk about your kids too much. I apologize, but uh, that scene where he grab, where they 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 grab each other and they start holding each other. That's you know that that affects you differently once you become a father. I find, but that's just my opinion. It's true. <laughs> I mean, that's just. I think I think any any parent, grandparent, guardian, whatever, like that that's definitely going to be true for you. Um, well, I mean, you, you look at it, it's just, you know, and like I said, people are going to hate us for that, but I'm sorry, that's just the way it is. Once you become a parent, it, it does become different, and you, you see things a little differently. Bird, what about you? Uh, okay, so I have a few, um, and uh, there's only one that I, I think will be kind of long-winded, but um, like I said, I can't understate the role that my mo- mom uh, and my grandparents had in supporting the interest, you know, it's something they don't, they didn't care, care about, but, um, so, I mean, the laminated book is up there. I mean, over the years, I've been to Godzilla conventions, I mean, I've been going to G-Fest on and off my whole life, uh, from 96 through now, you know, I've, I've had a few years where I'll take some breaks, skip a year or two, but I always come back, um, so I've met a lot of these stars. I mean, with the podcast, Matt and I have been able to interview a lot of, um, you know, people that were in the movies, uh, Japanese guests, um, actors, actresses, authors, and that's all been cool. Um, and then, uh, I mean, 
for me, the big thing is just growing up and discovering these movies the way I did, you know, with, you know, being able to, you know, come home from school and my grandpa is like, hey, I was at the Blockbuster, you know, like 10 miles down from the one we usually go to and I found Son of Godzilla. Uh, I mean, that was always great. And, um... I mean, those those moments mean a lot to me. Um, I mean, that that's that is the best part of my childhood is is based on Godzilla because of that, and it 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 developed this bond with me and my my grandfather. Um, that I mean, it, it I don't know the 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 sentimental uh, side of that can't be downplayed. Um, it is huge. Um, now my favorite, I guess, memory, if I had to pick one specific thing, I've told this story probably twice, but, uh, it, it is my favorite Godzilla related memory. Um, like I said, growing up, seeing the movies, collecting the G fans, just being in it, it from being in the fandom and in the know at such a young age was incredible. But the one memory, um, was... Summer of 93. Um, so, uh, my birthday was June 26th, and I had a Jurassic Park birthday party. I'd been dying to see the movie, um, but, like, just to make it line up with my birthday, I had to wait a week extra. <laughs> uh, which was, like, torture, because everyone else is talking about it. Um, but anyway... So, uh, eight-year-old uh, monster lover, dinosaur lover, uh, I come, we come, me and my friends, birthday party, like I said, we will go and see Jurassic Park, have our collective minds blown, and uh, that movie, like, altered our DNA, pretty much. Um, I come home, cake, ice cream, presents, um, uh, I had a Godzilla cake, um, that uh we had they had my my uh my mom my grandparents had custom made at the 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 farmer jack grocery store if anyone remembers those um and uh open presents it's mostly jurassic park toys which are all awesome yes they are <laughs> and then i'm like okay wow that was great you know woo great birthday party that everything was amazing the movie's amazing i got these dinosaur toys and my mom's like hold on hold on hold on there's one more thing I got to get you. And she goes into the attic, which is how protective she was of this being a surprise, because I ain't going no attic. Um, and she brings a big cardboard box down, and she's like, here, this is your last gift. Open it. And I open it, and, and so uh, this is where I said I would, get, I would get back to it later. I said uh, this would be like... This is the conclusion of the cliffhanger from earlier about how I um, got into this whole stuff in the 90s. Um, so the last I heard, and to pick up where my cliffhanger left off, my mom comes back from the comic store and she's like, yeah, they didn't have these Godzilla toys. I don't, I don't know. Your friends are crazy. I don't know, I don't know what they're talking about. Um, so uh, fast forward the tape back to where I just was. Uh, uh, box out of the attic. Here's your last present. Uh, my eight-year-old mind 
still thinks like the only Godzilla toys ever are like these Imperial toys, and I have them, and hooray. Uh, I open it, and I start to pull out a whole bunch of figures. Like, it's a box full of figures. And I remember, like, I pulled out, I think the first two, I think the first two I pulled out were Anguilus and Gigan. And, like, my time just stopped. Like, reality had rewritten itself. <laughs> um, and then I proceed, and I pull out Minya. I pull out a really strange-looking Ghidorah that I've never seen, which was Mecha Ghidorah. Um, I pull out Megalon. I pull out Mecha Godzilla, and I'm just like, like my my synapses have just like gone, like, <laughs> like you're literally you're literally like this is the greatest day. Yeah, ever. like I mean, I I could have just dropped dead, and uh, they would say like he died the happiest child in the entire world, <laughs> and it probably would have been true. Um, and then, yeah, and then so after that is when I was like, oh my god, I thought this didn't exist. Where'd you find this? What is this? What are you doing? What? This is amazing. And my mom's like, yeah, so they didn't have them there, but, um, the guy at the comic store, he gave me this catalog, and yeah, there were a whole bunch of people selling these, and I just got you a whole bunch of them from a couple different dealers, and I was like, oh my gosh, and so that's also when I... She still she gives me the catalog and it's really it's it's pretty thick. It was a a magazine called Toy Shop, which was just ads for collectible dealers, and um and yeah, from there I would continue to get that. Um and then one of the deal like I said, one of the dealers, um Jim at Club Daikaiju, he would have a G Fan ad, and then I got G Fan, and then that G Fan ended up being how I would get stuff in the future. But um, but yeah that that's my memory and that's like that that is like one of the best moments of my entire childhood it was just ridiculous i mean i have photos from that where i'm pulling these toys out of the box and it's just like life had changed at that moment <laughs> you should you should post those I will, I will. I have them in, in the you, photo you need album. To post them. Yeah, I have them I have the, the photo album here at my apartment. I should do that. I will I will. I will I will make that commitment right here. But yeah, that was just I mean, everything like from then on it was like I was just obsessed. I mean, I don't really collect toys much anymore. I might buy a thing here or there that I just think looks cool, but um yeah, from there through probably the late 90s, it was I was just on top of like every new Bandai figure had to be mine. <laughs> so I have a couple memories that I'll share. Um one's one is is probably the thing that sticks with me most. I remember I either had it was either coming off a of surgery I've been like really sick and missed like a week of school and I can't remember which one's which, but um, I told this story on the, on the show before, essentially I had gone in like the week before all this happened. I got into my local comic uh, shop. They had the uh, Godzilla chromium cards and I bought like two packs with my allowance. And then, you know, they had a bunch more left. Um, and I wanted them, but obviously couldn't buy them. Well, then I had to uh, do the surgery or, went through the sickness or whatever. And my mom, uh, came home one day from work and she had surprised me by buying like the rest of their box and whatever they had stock in, like she bought all of them. And she's like, this is all they had left. And she b bought me like, I think 10 or eight packs or whatever was left in their box. 
And that's and I still have those cards, and that memory will always stick with me, just because of like when you're a kid and you're having a, a crappy day, having something like that is like just this massive pick me up. But I also think it's cool to like have as a parent to be able to share that with your kid and see like the joy that brings them is such a wonderful and beautiful thing. Um, uh, my favorite memories now are me being able to share that stuff with Landon. You know, he's got some Godzilla toys. He's watched a bunch of the movies and seeing his face light up and he gets so excited when he sees something new. In fact, we were watching uh, Ultraman Jeed today and uh, Belial um, makes an appearance on that show. And he got so excited because he'd watched uh, one of the Belial movies previously. And he was like, oh, he's back. And he was like running through the house. And then when uh, Ultraman Jeed had a new transformation, he was like running and telling Sarah, my wife, oh, hey, he transformed. And like seeing that kind of excitement is such a, it's, it's just a really wonderful feeling. Um, aside from that, Bird touched on something like this podcast has gotten us so many opportunities to be able to meet the suit actors who were part of the films and be able to interview people that were in the movies. And, um, that's been a great thing. Like I got to interview, not Godzilla related, but like I interviewed Sonny Chiba in, uh, the back of a Macy's changing room. Like who would have thought that would have happened? I mean, I, I certainly didn't. So stuff like that is really meaningful for me. Um, and I want to mention, you know, meeting Nakajima. Um, and I was actually at the convention, his last convention appearance before he passed. And I actually got to have breakfast with him on the last day that he was at the convention, which was really cool. Um, it, it was just a really cool thing to be able to to see him before he passed away and, and to be at his last. Uh, he had a panel that day that he did for the for the general audience. And um, it was he and uh, Kitagawa who were both there. So those are the kinds of things that stick with you as a fan. And I'm just really you know thankful for that. Um, so now we're coming to our last, uh, question. Um, the whole idea is if you were going to introduce kaiju films, tokusatsu, Godzilla, uh, to both either general, you know, people in general, non-fans of, of these movies, um, where would you start and why? And also how would you change that approach up for, you know, your kid, which we're all at this point, we all have children in our lives. So, um, how did you introduce monsters to your to your child? And I want to start this off by asking a, a different question, which is, what is your favorite non-tokusatsu Japanese film, if you have one, and then your favorite film in general? And I have a reason to ask that question. So we'll just do that real quick round, round robin. So Ben, what is your favorite film in general, and you, then your favorite non-tokusatsu film, or you know, Japanese non- film? Japanese film um, is Seven Samurai. And uh, my favorite film altogether, uh, Die Hard. Bird? Uh, my favorite non-tokusatsu uh, movie, uh, Japanese movie, that is. It's really a toss-up between Seven Samurai and Ikiru. Um, but uh, Iran, I mean, a lot of the Kurosawa stuff. But yeah, we're, we're essentially looking at... At, at those um my favorite movie um discounting all this stuff is uh taxi driver so my favorite uh non-toku film would be ikiru bird you're stealing my thunder like all day tonight <laughs> all day tonight is that a thing um but yeah ikiru is, is a is a wonderful film i i adore that uh that movie my favorite film in general is uh john carpenter's the thing which is a masterpiece in my it's opinion one of my absolute favorites yeah um that, so that is a film i introduced my girlfriend to well now wife uh 
whenever she was whenever she started watching sci-fi with me i was like well john carpenter we got escape from new york escape from la vampires and uh the thing we saved the thing for last because oh man <laughs> yeah that was a that was a good we, decision <laughs> we start no, we started with new york because that's not a bad one to start with then we did uh vampires and uh la she didn't LA. give up on you after la la is, is a I bad did, movie i, I could not let her give up i did not let her give up that, that's the thing it was one of those it was like I'm, I we made a deal. I would watch uh, a mo- I would watch four movies she wanted me to watch that I had not seen, and she would watch four movies. And I was like, I was like, I'm gonna go with John Carpenter. So that way, she at least the tone, the 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 director is the same. Mm-hmm. And she she bought into. She liked New York. She thought vampires was, um, I believe the exact words were, yeah, that wasn't that good. <laughs> she was. She was not impressed with the uh, CGI in L.A. Oh, God. Nobody. It's bad for its time. I mean, it's it's, it's horrible. I mean, and you're talking to a guy that loves Snake Plissken. And uh, (laughs) I I, I love those. I love Escape from from, uh, L.A. I mean, New York and L.A. was just like, oh, man, I can't believe they actually made this. But the thing, she was like, this is very interesting stuff. The reason I ask that question is because, and I'm going to kind of leave this off. My thought is, if you know your audience and you know the kinds of stuff that they like, hopefully you do, that's kind of, for me, that's the framework for the kinds of things that you're going to be able to recommend them. Because the Godzilla series does give you, I mean, because of its, its span across 60 years, you get a bunch of different, I mean, even though there's Monster on the Loose films, you also get stuff like GMK or something more skittish like Final Wars. So that's kind of why I brought that up. I always take those kinds of things into consideration if I'm going to make a recommendation to somebody who's never seen Godzilla. Oh, um, so with that, where would you guys, you know, m- maybe three or four movies that you would recommend to um, other movie lovers but have never seen Godzilla? Where would you start? And I'm going to start with, with uh, Ben. Uh, of course, uh, 54. You, you, you just... With 54, it gives you basically... And you have to watch the uh, Japanese version. Mm-hmm. If you if you're gonna start, you start with the original, and uh, you just I just hey listen, this is not what you think it is. You you just have to you, you don't think giant guy suit in a giant guy in a giant suit destroying buildings. You just sit down, watch the movie, and enjoy it. And it, I find that that works really well. Um, another one I would use. Uh, I actually like GMK. GMK is probably one of one of my is like I said earlier one of my favorites. It's uh, just the story in itself. You really don't even need uh, to know the history of Godzilla for that film to work. You just have to. You can basically just be like, there was a Godzilla, and just go from there. I find now. Um, if you just want to go, that that's that's the two I would use the most. I think would be now if you just want to just have some be like, hey, you want to have a good time and just go nuts, you know. Watch uh, some of the later Showa films, uh, like Godzilla versus Megalon. I find even though it gets a really bad rap, it's if you if you want to get an idea. Or just you know something a kid could watch and enjoy. 
Because that was the first one my son saw was Megalon. And you, you put that one on and you just be like, here, go have fun. Enjoy. It's supposed to, it, it, you're going to have a good time. But that's the one I would use for a kid would be Godzilla versus Megalon. Because you can, uh, and I hate to use this word because it's, use these words because it's so stupid. But you can turn off your brain and watch Megalon. You really can. Bird? Um, well, uh, I actually agree with Ben that if there were two, it would be 54 and GMK. If you're just going to introduce, a, you know, a, your average Joe. Um, GMK, because it kind of, it's not my favorite Godzilla movie. I don't even know if it's like in my top 10. I really like it. But it has a little bit of everything. It has the kind of socio-political subtext um, of some of the earlier films. And then it has the kind of, it has a kind of more modern pacing. So it, it, it doesn't really hit a lot of lulls. Um, the special effects are traditional tokusatsu. But aside from a couple shots and some bad CG, they're pretty passable, I think, by modern standards. Um, and um it's it's fun but it also has a scary godzilla it's kind of a best of if you're just gonna show your average person and it's something that's not too old etc etc and then 54 because it's a i mean of all of them 54 is the one that 100 percent, absolutely positively there is no argument is part of cinematic history and, you know, I mean, like Ben said, I mean, it, it, this is the one where, okay, show them GMK, maybe show them a couple, a couple more. But, I mean, 54, you sit down, you say, forget everything you think you know Godzilla is and just soak it in. Um, and, you know, put, put it in context of when it was made, the Lucky Dragon, the atomic bombings, and um, it's a very different thing. And I think that that is enough where, you know, hopefully they'll be like, okay, well, what else do you got? And then, I mean, if I had to pick, you know, maybe three more, I would say um, for just classic Showa, you can't beat Godzilla versus Mothra. And then to get into the goofier side, I would say Monster Zero. And then, you know, pick a Heisei movie, I would say maybe Biollante. And, like, that's your, like, you know, that's your sampler, your Godzilla sampler. Definitely, definitely. And, and, and I've gotten multiple people, like friends of mine, into Godzilla, and that's usually the route that I've gone. It's usually been like, start out with GMK. I've always started out with GMK, and it always like, hey, that was actually pretty fun. That was actually pretty cool. And then you go to 54, and then you go, you know, you kind of build from there. No, I showed a friend uh, the original, the 54 version, and they weren't understanding that, and then they did. There's a lot of what we see, uh, and it, it's pointed out a lot online in, in, in groups on Facebook. Um, with the Japanese, most Japanese monsters are created from nuclear energy, and most American superheroes are created from nuclear something. And it, it's a different subtext, different culture, and you, you can t- you show people that. The, the 54 version, and then like you said, you explain the Lucky Dragon number 5. You explain that to him. You explain the, the firebombing, uh, Hiroshima, Nagasaki. You explain all that to them. And it's one of those things, it's, they, they take a step back, and then when they watch the film, it's like, 
it would be like like we explained earlier, like something like nine eleven happening, and then somebody making a movie about you know crashing a crashing into a building and something along those lines. I think for me, um, I, I think those are the GMK and the original are two great places to start. Um, I might add something like uh, Ghidra, the three-headed monster, because it, it brings to, it's like the first time you see all these monsters that Toho had already kind of established, obviously minus Ghidra coming together and is kind of a good, fun monster, you know, like smash them up kind of thing. I'm going to make a controversial statement and say, like, if you have a younger fan, meaning, you know, we're, I'm assuming we're all in our, like, uh, 30s or well, 40s. Well, those are two years, different so. questions. Like, if you're like, hey, are, what are you going to show your friend that you hang out with every Thursday? And what are you going to show, like, a kid? I mean... Well, well when I say kid, I'm talking about somebody, you know, 10 years younger than us, right? Like, I, I think actually Final Wars is something that you can win a lot of fans over with because Final it's got War, that... I, I, I think you need and, to... I mean, I'm 32. I mean, I'm not going to show a 22-year-old Final Wars. Well, this thing uh, is I, I, if if I've seven or eight, I would say maybe Final Wars is a great place to start. But I mean, anyone above fourteen, I don't know that I would do Final Wars. Well, the thing with Final Wars is, and this is something that you could look at, um, it's influenced by the movies of when it was made, uh, The Matrix, X Men, that type of thing. You look at that, and um, you don't. I'm not, I'm not making a direct comparison, but with the movies we have now, uh, with especially with the superhero genre and all of that, you know, you can look at something like Final Wars, put it in its own universe, and just be like, "Hey, this is off. This is and like I said, I'm not comparing it to Avengers or X Men or something along those lines. But you take it, you just be like, "Hey, you want to see something crazy? Just watch this and go." And I think for me, back. like the. The, the whole idea behind picking it is sort of, it introduces you to a number of different monsters. And so if you're going to be able to get someone into the idea of these monster films, like, okay, this basically shows off a ton of the, of, of the Toho roster. Now go back and watch some of the stuff that they originally appeared in. Some, something like, I mean, I would, I would have no problem showing a, a first-time viewer something like uh, Godzilla, the, the first Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla film because it's got that kind of funky 70s you know, pace to it. Or like for me, I love Monster Zero, but I don't know that that appeals to everybody because a lot of it is honestly built on the, the character framework, but first and the monster stuff second. And but it does have all the sci-fi, you know, crazy alien invasion elements that I love about the Godzilla series. So that's that's one of my favorite films. But I don't know if it's a film that I would say show them in the you know first or second Godzilla film off the bat. Yeah, you'd have to be careful showing them certain movies along the lines of like. Uh, Ghidra and because of you know a lot of a lot of the movie is built on the human story and when most people go see a Godzilla film they don't go when you tell them oh we're going to watch a Godzilla movie they're going to be they're going to be expecting the monsters immediately and uh the build up to it is to get to get to that final fight that that's the build up to get to there but that you're, you're dealing with the drama of the human characters, which is what uh, the Gareth Edwards film suffered from. I will say, you know? um, my old roommate, before he left, he was like, you know, I've lived with you for two years, and we've never watched a Godzilla movie together, and I haven't really seen anything outside of like the Hollywood movies. 
just let's have a whole day and just watch Godzilla movies. So we watch Godzilla movies from like nine to midnight <laughs> or something. And I can tell you uh, the ones that he was like, just just pick a bunch of them. We'll go through them. We did 54, King Kong versus Godzilla, Godzilla vs. Mothra, um, Monster Zero, um, Godzilla vs. Hedera. I'm going through and like looking at my shelf. Um, <laughs> and then we did uh, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, um, Godzilla vs. Biollante, uh, Godzilla vs. Destroya, Godzilla 2000, and GMK. And he enjoyed all of them. So. That's a pretty that's a pretty varied uh Yeah, it's not a, not a bad list. I mean, so moving from from that, I was going to say introducing someone more age specific. Um like for me in Landon Well, well I'm going to yeah. I'm going to request to answer this first because you two have sons. I do not. I have a daughter. Yeah, so, go for it. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Knock it out. Knock it out. So I try where I can. Um, we're taking her to G-Fest this summer, and I think she will have fun, but like, she knows who Godzilla is. She has like a plush Godzilla. She has um, a Bandai figure. Um, but I mean, most of the time, she'd rather be watching My Little Pony or something. Uh, but like every now and then, I'll be able to like hook her in for like 20 minutes or so. Like she watched some of the Mothra trilogy when I was rewatching those recently, and um, like you know, I don't know. Like she, she like would ask, like, "Is that Mothra? Is that the bag?" Like, and she would clearly be enjoying it, but like it, the monster stuff doesn't like really hold her attention because I don't know. She she wants to be playing with uh, you know other things, um, uh, but she knows Godzilla. Um, I'm still trying to get see I. See, this is she's three, so like, I think it's the right length. And having a, a baby Godzilla is the focus. I want to get to sit down with her and watch Godzilla's Revenge because I think that that's something that for someone that age would be a um, you know uh, a little bit more accessible. Perfect. Um, and you know, I, I've been rewatching the '98 Godzilla animated series. She's watched a little bit of it of that with me, and it's like you know. Okay, whatever. I will say though, um, we talked about the Random House books and Bob Eggleton. I have the two like preschool books they did. Um, Godzilla likes to roar. Who's afraid of Godzilla? And um, uh-huh. I had those from when I was when they came out. I got all the Random House stuff when it came out. But um, uh, like I don't know. I brought them home from my mom's, and I was like, oh, I'll see. If, I'll see if she wants to watch this. Or, I'm sorry, read these, and, like, I read those to her, and she loves those books. I just gave them to her. They're on her bookshelf now, not mine. Um, but, like, Godzilla Likes to Roar, she really loves that book. Um, another thing that was able to hold her attention uh, was, um, it's in Japanese, and some of it's subtitled, but there were the, like, educational, like, chibi Godzilla cartoons um in the 90s in japan the godzi land like learn math learn the alphabet stuff and like uh we put one of those on youtube and she thought those were a lot of fun like she really liked those those actually held her attention so um well like the uh the kids yeah the the, uh like little godzilla in like as y'all in your you all's detested space godzilla you know you get you use any of the things with uh little godzilla and uh 
they, they love that. My, that was one of the first things we showed him. We didn't show him the whole movie. We mm-hmm. just showed him Little Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. That this just that 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 part. Uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla two with the Godzilla with the baby Godzilla sword. You know that the uh, and anything like like you said anything with little Godzilla with 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 the young Godzilla is the way that you you, you probably wouldn't go wrong doing that. Sorry, for, for, for Landon, I um, I, I mean, I don't even remember the first thing that I showed him. I know it was a Godzilla film, but at this point, he's seen so much of them that like it's hard to to tell you what I've have what he has and hasn't seen. Um, I can tell you that he loves the show of Gamera films. Like he's watched uh, Gamera's Virus and, and Gauss. Um, we, we watch a ton of Ultraman. Ultraman's great in the, in the sense that you get a different monster every episode, and they're like 20 minutes, really, 20, 25 minutes. And because there's different monsters, he's always intrigued by the new monster. And the other cool thing is once he picks a favorite, he always wants to go back to that episode. So he's identifying stuff that he likes and doesn't like. So I think it gives you a lot of uh, variation there. And then also, like... Um, what I started doing initially was just showing them the battle sequences. And then kind of extending it out, letting him sit through the whole movie. He was also really drawn to, like, the Rebirth of Mothra films when I watched them because of, I think, like, the bright colors and, like, the, you know, the beams going everywhere. Like, that was something that was visually stimulating. And uh, so so those kinds of things are good places to start. And, like, for me, like I said, and, and I think you guys mentioned it, um, I started showing him just the monster battles, and then he wanted more. And then from that point, we started watching, like, We'll sit down and watch six straight Ultraman episodes sometimes because that's what he wants to do. So I think that's a great way to start. I mean, just giving it to him in doses, uh, like you said, uh, Ultraman, uh, Sentai, Power Rangers, Common uh, Rider. You get you give him that and just go. You, you the thirty minute the thirty minutes episodes. You know they're in, they're out. They enjoy it. it there's. They, they fight the monster, they beat it, they learn the lesson, they go to the next thing. And it's just like that. And and you find, it's like, you know, once he got through, um, I forget, I think it was the first two seasons of Power Rangers, he was like, Daddy, can we watch some Godzilla films? And we started with, he had seen some, he's like, well, let's wa- I want to watch the ones you watch. And then he's like, we started watching the, the, the Showa era films. And he was like, some of them, he was like, this is taking too long. I just want to see the fights. And, <laughs> but, uh, like, the, um, what's the ones? The Curie ones. He he loves those two films. Yep. Tokyo and, and, SOS and, yep. and Against. He loves, he those are his favorites. He, he I think something them. about robots, robots for Landon is a, is a big thing. Yeah, the, uh. Just, just the, just the that that he he loves that he'll watch the parts with that. I mean, I have a few. Fi- I have a Kiryu figure sitting in my in one of my closets that's still in the box, and he's been trying for two years to get me to let him open it. And I'm like, no, we're keeping that. Come here for college one day, and then he looks at me, he's like, you're crazy. And I'm like, yeah, probably, but still. This is gonna sound maybe a little bit weird, but um. One of the interesting things about letting Landon watch this stuff is because there's enough like characters or monsters that die. Is it's been a, we've been able to talk about stuff like death, you know, which is weird for like kids, but it, it's it's a reality that you have to face in life sometimes. So like it's been kind of interesting to have 
discussions with a three or four year old and he's like oh is that, is that guy dead is that monster dead and then you have to explain like what that means and is and then, and then he'll ask you know are they coming back um so s- stuff like that's been kind of interesting too because it allows you to have little teaching moments as a parent just show him bambi so I, I, <laughs> well i'm not trying to like kill his soul this early on come on now <laughs> well i showed i showed john i showed my son john godzilla versus bambi he took that really well but, <laughs> there you go dude that yeah. traumatized me as a kid i was like oh, I, thought, my, oh, that, I thought it was hilarious my sister my sister does my sister loved bambi as a matter of fact uh when we have people in my family that hunt so whenever they would uh shoot a rabbit they'd be like hey Paige, we're having we're having thumper so uh, that's just the type of humor my family had. But uh, like you go back to the t- talking to them about things. It's if uh, Bird, you said you've watched Zoo Ranger, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in and the difference between that in America is the Green you know, Ranger. Yeah, Green Ranger dies. He actually, I mean, he dies. Plain and simple. I mean, eventually he come. Eventually, with the way that the show was shot, they did things differently. But. Uh, Whenever John saw that, he was like, that's not how it happened on Power Rangers. And, you know, it allowed me to explain to him, you know, what they were doing on Power Rangers was different from what how they were doing it on other shows. So it allows you to do things like if it's adapted, it allows you to explain how things work differently for certain people. And it, it helps. I mean, like you said, it, it allows you to discuss things with them that normally you couldn't bring up. Well, yeah, and well, it, once they're a little older, you can start talking about the A bomb and World War Two and all. oh yeah, de- de- <laughs> definitely. I mean, and it's like you know, you, you, he doesn't understand why I want to keep that figure in the box. I mean, on a, on a little side note, you know, recently I posted something on Facebook. Um, I have three of the uh, I call them the Lost Treadmaster figures. I have the the Varen, the Baragon, the Megalon, Doom Island, Godzilla figure. And I posted pictures of them the other day, and it was one of those reactions I was not expecting on Facebook. People just were, like, amazed by them. So, And he, he, he wants to open those, too. Yeah, <laughs> those are, I don't know how much money those are worth now, but I know they're very, like, there's entire groups on Facebook that are dedicated to the Trendmaster stuff. Yeah, I'm on. Uh, I'm on a. I, I'm on a group. Uh, they uh, a pro- Treadmasters prototype group that uh, is a very interesting group. I like. They they show not just Godzilla, but the other figures that they were doing, and it's a very a very good group. They show prototypes, including uh, the Godzilla animated series. The, some mm-hmm. of the prototypes from that series, which are very uh, very nice to look at. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I enjoy that. He's just. It's like. He's like, well, what are you going to do with them? I'm like, I haven't decided yet. He's like, well, let me open them. I'm like, no. In case, in case somebody sees something, in case I see something somebody else wants, I have, I have collateral. Right. <laughs> well, as we're kind of winding down, do either of you guys have any like closing thoughts, comments, remarks, Bird? I don't know if you were going to add something there, so I just wanted to make sure we were hitting all the... Um, no, I mean, for me, I mean, um, nostalgia... I mean, my entire, like, all my best memories, a lot of, well, a lot of them are based around Godzilla and, you know, the relationship that, you know, I had with my family and my friends growing up. Um, you know, a lot of those memories 
have something to do with Godzilla. Not all of them, but, you know, a, a decent amount of them. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's always fun to talk about. I mean, the this... The... I couldn't have been luckier to have been raised by the people that that raised me and um yeah i mean it's it's been a, a nice little uh walk down memory lane and um you know i'm i'm gonna try with my little one uh you know she's interested in everything else um but uh yeah i mean you know she's generally attracted to things a little less testosterone driven than than kaiju um, so I'm not quite at the, uh, I gotta get her into this and, you know, raise her in my nerdy image, uh, <laughs> mode that you guys are, but, um, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be able to share, um, a little bit more as, as she gets older and interests change and everything. I just don't rush her into it. That's the one thing I recommend that don't mm-hmm. rush her in. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as, uh, closing thoughts, um, this um you guys have i listen to you every show i can i love i love again going back to i love the show it's fantastic um keep up the work um i would quick little shout out to my family for putting up with this for years especially my mother yes. <laughs> uh my younger my younger my one of my three brothers and my three sisters for putting up with that because you know it takes a lot to deal with this at times <laughs> so because trust yeah, me yeah my wife would agree with that well you know my when i met my wife she actually went we actually went to g fest in 2003 it was her one of my brothers and me and needless to say she she had a good time she says but you, <laughs> you know when people are telling you they're having a good time but they're not yeah that was her so, uh, but now she's, you know, since our son has pretty much became, uh, as she refers to him as my mini me, uh, we're, we're planning on a return trip probably next year. So All right. it's, uh, we're, we're look, really looking forward to that, but, um, it's, this whole series is, it means a lot to a lot of people and like I said, you know, my father introduced me to it, and uh, you know, we had always talked, me and him, about what I would do with my kids if he would want to introduce them to him, or if he'd want me to. And uh, it just—it's one of those things we never really, we never got the answer to it. He left us before that. I'm not trying to end on a downer, but uh, and. It allowed me to to see the joy that my dad got out of it with me, and that's that's probably the biggest thing from it for me is now that I've had a lot of fun with it, and I'm still having fun with it, and I will have fun with it. It's now I get to see him have fun with it, and that that's that's important. And it's always good whenever you find other people, such as you two gentlemen, that uh, love it as much as. Uh, as I do, and as other fans do, uh, where I, where I'm where I'm at, you know, there probably are fans, but not as they're not as outgoing as you guys are. That won't make a podcast about it, right? <laughs> and you know that that that's a big thing. You know, you wear you should wear your fandom, uh, you know, 
on on your on your sleeve. You know that that's what it is. You you need to show your fandom. If you know you like Godzilla, you know don't be afraid of it. And you know some people look at it like, hey, you like Godzilla? Well, why? And just like. <laughs> That's my entire family, by the way. Well, you know, it's funny. We all talked about our childhoods, and the one thing we all left out, intentionally or not, was... And it's something that I've heard said, but I was never, like... I was never picked on for liking Godzilla. And I feel like a lot of people our age say they were. The worst I ever got was maybe, like, kind of like, Ben, what you just said, like, people kind of giving you, like, a sideways look, like, really? That's what you're, like, obsessed with? But, like, it was never, like, I never got any, like, mean-spirited, like, bullying or anything from it. I agree with you there. I've, I, I've never been bullied about it. It was one of those, it was, like, it was a slot, it was a sideways look, like, really? Weird. But, yeah, that, that's, know, like, the most, I, that's, like, the hardest time ever I ever got with someone, like, really? That's... That's weird. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, I, I tried played, to cover the uh, in in my freshman year of high school. I had to do this presentation. Of course, I picked Godzilla and like the the meaning behind the original film, and I got a lot of weird looks afterwards. But that was kind of the worst of it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe but, we're lucky because like I hear about like I hear other fans say like Yeah, I always used to get picked on. I was like, eh, really? I, well, like, are these also the people that would like run down the school hallways impersonating Godzilla? Because that's still different. <laughs> You know, we ha- as Godzilla fans, we we've had, you know, we had the '98 version, which you know, I know people that aren't fans that love that movie. They, I mean, they love it. They think it's fantastic. But you know, as fans, we look at it. You know, it is what it is. I mean, I think it's sucky. Call it, is what it is. <laughs> you, 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 it's like everybody says. You know, you call it something else. It's probably we, we don't hate it as much. But because of what it's named, we hate it as much. But, you know, you have the 2014 film, which is, you know, was decent would be the word I would use at best for that. Because we're, 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 waiting, for, we're waiting for him to show up constantly, constantly, constantly. And when he finally shows up, what happens? They cut to a TV screen. Bird you, loves you, that scene. Yellow bird. I like. I thought scene. it was. I thought it was funny. I really thought it was funny. Yeah, so did I. I mean, I'm sitting. I'm sitting there. Suck it, man. And I'm just, <laughs> it's like because we're finally. I'm like, yeah, we're gonna get to see him. We're gonna get to see him destroy that thing. It's gonna be fantastic. And then it just cuts, and I just started laughing. And then you have, you know, you go to Kong. You know, uh, the director Jordan. He didn't. Uh, he said, you know what? I'm gonna show him, and I ain't cutting for nothing. You. He just was. I'm going to show you everything. I don't care. And he just went. He went with it, which you know I'm really excited about uh, next next year with Godzilla two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I want to see where they go with the designs as far as uh, Rodan, Mothra, and King Ghidra. It's going to be interesting. I, I'm looking forward to it. And as far as now I don't know if they've started filming Godzilla versus King Kong or if they're going to wait. I don't know, but my my son is more interested in that one than he is uh, Godzilla too. So, but like I said, that's just one of those. It's um, I want it to get here now because you know I, I know I know both of your gentlemen's feelings on uh, Pacific Rim and Rampage. 
So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this has been this this has been uh, this has been fun, I, Ben. I, I wanted to thank you again for coming on because uh, we had to, you know, we had to do some schedule moving around and stuff, and you were great about that. So I appreciate it. Um, yeah, man. I, I, I I'm looking. If if you come to G Fest, uh, I feel I was gonna say if you're gonna be there this year, it'd be, be great to hang out. But uh, I guess I have to wait like another year or so for that. Yeah. Like I said, <laughs> uh, that small pool of people that did email us. I mean, not those are like those people are. You know, they're true fans. So thank you for being a true fan and all the kind words. And uh, oh. we're we're gonna keep doing our thing as long as someone's out there listening. I guess. Oh, you don't have to worry. I'm, I haven't got to listen to the uh, the newest episode. It dropped last night. So yeah. Uh, in the meantime, but, though, um, yeah, check out anyone else listening. Check out our other stuff. Check out our Godzilla '98 commentary on uh, the Movie Graveyard podcast because that was a lot of fun to do. Um, but that means, I mean, I, I'm gonna yeah, I'll watch the movie again to listen to you guys. Uh, talk I, about I, it. you know, I think. Well, I think anytime we do a commentary, we're pretty good about not being too screen specific, so you don't have to. But uh, now my uh, I do have a re- one request though, and that comes from my son. He's like, next time, Daddy, ask him if I can at least come on for a few minutes. I we yeah, I, man, we, I, we I, I would totally be fine with that. I, I figured at some point my son will be like on the show somehow, like just to say hi. We can honor that. I, yeah, we can. We can do. That. I, I appreciate. It. Like I said, anytime you guys need an extra somebody to come on and talk, I will be more than happy to. I'm, uh, I know that. I know that's self-serving but it's true anytime you guys want somebody to talk to i'll be more than happy to talk because i'm, I'm kind of good at that all right well that's <laughs> but, that's uh, good to know we we do uh, uh like having uh extra voices on here any, anytime anytime guys uh, like i said you guys are great i mean i've said that like four or five times but i mean it and it's been a, a distinct pleasure and uh thank y'all very much yeah pleasure's all mine Thank you. Thank you, and good night. Night.